Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie, and I am just absolutely delighted that you decided to join me today because we have a really fun topic. I have been so excited for this topic because I was going to do it last week because I like to do a theme. You know, if we have a holiday on a Monday, I like to theme it. Um, But this episode, we're talking about weddings and I just didn't feel right to like trash weddings on Cupid's birthday last week. So I decided to just wait a week and just trash weddings now. So (laughs) we're talking about trends, uh, traditions. We've got some nightmare wedding stories. I'm going to tell you guys about my wedding. We've got some hot takes, some, some opinions. We have a lot, a lot to get through. So I don't have anything else in the intro. No love hates, no, uh, no dumb, dumb club check-in, just diving right in. However, before we begin, there are some ground rules to this episode. And I mean, really the podcast in general, but I especially feel like I need to put this at the beginning of this episode because I'm going to share my opinion on wedding things. Some of these wedding things that I hate, I did. I participated in them. So before you come at me, like when I say, you know, for example, I like I didn't want a big reception. Like I wish that I had done a smaller reception. Uh, if I say, oh yeah, I hate, I hate big receptions and you did one and you loved it so much. I am so happy for you that you did what you love and you don't need to tell me, you don't need to like message me and be like, Hey, just so you know, I had a big wedding reception and I loved it. Like I always get people who do that. Or when I'm like, I hate, you know, I don't want to go to a male gynecologist. People message me and they're like, well, my gynecologist is male and I like him. And I'm like, I am so happy for you. I actually don't make any laws, not in real life anyway, none that anybody has to follow. So if you disagree with me, don't worry about it. You you can totally disagree with me. And I don't think your wedding is stupid. I don't think you're annoying. I don't think you're dumb if you enjoy weddings in a different way than I do. It's all so subjective. I just have this podcast, so I just talk about the things that I hate. But that doesn't mean that you have to hate the same same things I do. And that doesn't mean that I have to love everything you love. But what it does mean is that you can't get mad at me for disliking something. Do you get what I'm saying here? Do you get what I'm saying? I I sometimes have to give these precursors, especially because with wedding stuff, it does feel very personal. It feels like if I say, oh, I hate, you know, when people have weddings, I don't know, in Seattle. Not I don't, but just if I did that and then somebody who got married in Seattle would be like, 
take very, very, very personal offense to that, it's nothing against you. I'm going to say it one more time. If it makes you happy, please do it. Please. I'm giving this way too long of an intro, but I'm just saying, if I say I hate something and you love it, have at it. I I feel like this is a good time to remind you guys of this Fran Lebowitz quote. And it totally describes how I feel when I'm in situations like this, where I'm like talking about something that I don't like. So this is what Fran says. She says, even though I know that people very frequently are infuriated by me, it does somewhat surprise me because so what? Who am I? Am I making decisions for you? I'm not in charge of anything. I understand being angry at me when I say things like people should do this or this should happen if people thought I could change it. But of course, if I could change it, I wouldn't be so angry. The anger is I have no power, but I am full of opinions. So that's all this is. This is just sharing opinions that I've had about weddings. Oh, I hope that I hope that I I hope that I explained that enough. Probably explained a little too much, but I just when I get those DMs that come in that are like, Maddie, you ruined my wedding because you don't like the color teal. And I'm like, I didn't make you hate that. So without any further ado, without any further I do, <laughs> wedding pun, uh, let's talk about it. So I uh, don't like weddings very much. I don't. I don't like going to weddings that much. Um, I love like celebrating people and I love the party and I love like the dinners <laughs> in in weddings, but I don't love a lot of the traditional things that we do at weddings. And I feel like they're actually quite outdated and we're going to talk about those. But what started me not liking weddings is actually my own wedding <laughs> and not for any other reason. Nobody ruined it. It wasn't anybody's fault. It was because I didn't know what I wanted, first of all. So I just was kind of like halfway planning it. And then the other half of me was just like panicking over everything I was choosing I, I did, you know what? I'm just going to take you through the timeline. I'm going to take you through the bad broad wedding timeline. So Matt and I got engaged in December of 2016, and then we were going to get married in April of 2017, which is just, I mean, a five month engagement. I mean, come on, that is light speed. Like, I don't know how anybody's expected to plan anything in that short amount of time, but you know how it goes. So he proposes and the wedding planning starts and I I don't even have the words for how out of my element I was. Like, I didn't know anything about anything. I didn't know how to order invitations. I didn't know what flowers looked good. I didn't know, like, what venues should cost, who decorates them, who takes it down, who makes signs that say, like, wedding this way. Like, I didn't know how to do any of it. So I was just kind of, like, lollygagging through a lot of it and, like, picking random things. And here, here is probably my number one regret. And anybody who's who knows me in real life knows how much I hated my wedding dress. I know I'm going to have a bunch of you guys asking to see it. I will show you. I'll put it on my Instagram story. And everybody always says, well, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I know it's not that bad, but I hated it. And I didn't feel pretty on my wedding day. And that is literally, I have nobody to blame but myself because here's what I did. So the first time I went dress shopping, I went to like this little boutique. It was it was really small and like super fancy. And I had reserved like a private a private wedding dress try-on. So they had like sparkling cider and chocolate covered strawberries. I could bring like five people and they, you basically rent out the store and then you can try on all the dresses that you want. So the first time we did that, I brought my sisters-in-law. So I think it was my three sisters-in-law who lived in the same place that I did and my mom. So we all went up and 
first of all, the dresses, every single dress was, I, I think the, the least expensive one was 15 K. Like, I think that was probably on the low end. Like there might've been one that was like seven or 8,000. I don't know who spends that, but it could not be me. It is absolutely not me. I, I was not going to spend that on my wedding dress. If you did, I love that for you. Okay. I'm not judging you. Anyway, so then I pick out a few dresses. They're all size two. They're all sample size, which like, I'm sorry, who's a size two? Like who? Okay. And I don't mean that literally. I know several size twos, but I just, I feel like you should have like at least maybe one dress that's a different size. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying on all of these wedding dresses that are too small and also $15,000. And I have a major breakdown, major breakdown in the dressing room. My mom comes in. Uh, she calms me down and she's like, you know what? Let's not do it here. You and me will go find a dress somewhere else. This is like high pressure. Everybody's staring at you. You don't like the dresses. You're not going to get one here. Let's, let's mean you go find one next week. So I was like, okay, perfect. So the next week, my mom and I went to a different wedding dress boutique, wedding boutique. I don't know what it's called. Gown, bridal, bridal boutique. <laughs> and I found this dress and it was ugly there's not really another word for it. It was just ugly. It I'll describe it to you. I don't have any pictures of this one and you'll understand why in a moment. It was a skirt and it was like a high low skirt. Okay. So it came up to like my, like right at the bottom of my knees. And then it was like a mullet skirt. Do you pick up what I'm putting down? Like that was out. This, this was 2017. Like I didn't get married in 2004. Like there's no reason for me to pick a mullet skirt. So I had that. And then it had like a a, a like beaded top. And I was like, it's kind of like a, like a t-shirt. Like I felt like casual. Like I felt like I was going to really love it. Uh, did not, did not love it. It didn't fit me right. But I said yes to that dress. I, I said yes to the dress that I hated. And I was like, that's perfect. It'll work. Like I wanted to be the mellow bride. Like I was like, yeah, like this is going to be fine. So then I get my dress a couple weeks later and I walk into the kitchen where my mom is and I look her dead in the eye and she goes, you hate your dress, don't you? And I say, mom, I hate my dress. What am I going to do? I mean, it was the week I was going to, we were going to take bridal photos, which we'll get into all that stuff, but I needed a dress like that week. We weren't getting married that week, but we were going to take these pictures. So I was like, I, I hate my dress. She's like, you got to just go f- see if you can find one off the rack. Like I live in Utah. Like this is like, it's one big wedding convention at all times of the year. So I'm like, I'm going to be able to find a dress. I was going to like old Navy. I was like, I'll wear a white dress from old Navy. I literally don't care. Anyway, I found an, another bridal place that sold off the rack. I found this dress. It was like better kind of, I guess it didn't really, it didn't really fit. I don't know why I was like not worried about that. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too small. Like my sausage arms are coming out, but it's cool. So I buy this dress. We're getting closer and closer to the wedding. Okay. We take these, you know, formal bridal photos together. It's fine. And then I have a moment. I have a moment about four days before my wedding where my brain actually no longer is working. And I, I, I feel like it was almost a trauma response. Like it just shut down. I called my caterers and canceled. Okay. Let that sink in for no reason for absolutely no reason. I called and canceled my caterers. Okay. I'm so sorry. They were actually churros and I feel really bad about it. And I'm going to hire them at an event one day to make up for it. So I called them and canceled. Then I did the unthinkable. Okay. And I found a pair of just kitchen scissors and I thought, you know what? Me who has no 
experience in anything DIY. I've never sewn anything. I've never cross-stitched. I've never even successfully like safety pinned a top. Like I've never done anything like that. So I think, you know what? I am the most qualified person to fix my dress, obviously. Like who else is going to fix it? I cut the sleeves off. I had like a little cap sleeve. What? Don't, we don't even talk about that. I cut that off. I don't know what I was thinking. What, what was I thinking? I was going to go in a cutoff tank. I cut the sleeves off and my dress had this lace overlay. And I was like, I'm just going to ditch that. I'm just going to, I'm just going to get rid of that as though it wasn't like integral to the dress. But what was underneath the lace overlay was just like Jersey material. Like it was just like a very casual, like not, not suitable for a wedding dress. So I chopped the sleeves off. I chopped basically the whole skirt off and I'm like, oh, it's fine. I'll just sew myself sleeves. So I take this lace overlay and I, I think that I can hand stitch sleeves onto my wedding dress. What? I, I cannot tell you how not okay I had to have been to do this. So I chop up my wedding dress. Um, I canceled my caterer. I didn't know how to do anything. I didn't know what our wedding day was going to be. I actually forgot to like go get the paperwork from the courthouse or whatever to say that we are legally married. Forgot to do that till the day of. And basically, I hated the way I looked. I hated my dress. Again, you guys are going to see it and be like, it's not that bad. I know. But I didn't like it. And with that came years and years of thinking and rethinking about how I would have a wedding now. For any of you planning a wedding, there's like, there's a lot of advice, you know, and I'm not probably the best person to go to for wedding advice, but please make sure that like you feel gorgeous. Like make sure that you love the way you look and like put that over the other stuff because that to me was like the reason it was probably the foundation of why I didn't like my wedding because the whole day I don't like any of my pictures. I don't like, I I just didn't end up liking it. So I hope that all of you getting married really, really feel beautiful on your wedding day. Every, every bride deserves that. Every groom deserves that too, to just look gorge. So now that you've heard my wedding dress fiasco and what started kind of my hatred for wedding traditions, because that's the other thing. I didn't want like a line, but then all of a sudden you're you're in a line, like you're standing in a corner trying to hang out. And then there's a line of people waiting to talk to you. I didn't like the bouquet. I didn't like the bouquet toss. I didn't like the staged exit. Like there were just a lot of weird traditions that I'm like, that just feels like a waste of time. It just feels super outdated to do it this way. And so I love when I see weddings that are completely different than anything I've ever seen. Like people who just go rogue and make up what they want their wedding to be. I think that's the coolest thing ever. So I wanted to give you some of these hot takes that got submitted to me uh, on the Google Doc. And when I was collecting submissions, I just basically wanted all of your wedding thoughts, like anything you think about any trends or if you have any horrible, horrible stories or something like that. I just wanted to hear it all. So these hot takes came in uh, through the submissions and I thought it'd be a good start, a good, good place to kick off when we were discussing this. One person says, part of me wants to throw out every tradition and just plan my wedding as if it were a par- any old party or celebration for me and my guy. Wear what we want, dance what we want, invite who we really like. That's kind of the point, right? If I want to wear a pantsuit and leave my sister off the list, that's fine, right? <laughs> I mean, it is fine. And this is what I'm talking about. Like, I I just love when people are like, no, we just want to throw a party. And I worked with this girl who was getting married and they just had like a, a 
backyard ceremony with 12 people and then had a barbecue and everyone was in jeans. And it was so, it was so mellow. It was the least stressful thing I had ever seen. Like when she was in the process of planning it, she was happy. She was excited. She didn't have a worry in the world. But here's, here's an even hotter take that I think is very valid and we should talk about it. This person says, my least favorite wedding trend is everyone saying they hate weddings and that it's not worth it and everyone should just elope. You hate weddings and it wasn't worth it because you didn't plan the wedding you actually wanted. Everyone should plan the day they actually want so they can enjoy it and stop making girls who are excited about a big wedding feel dumb. This I absolutely agree with. (laughs) I absolutely agree with this. That is why I don't like weddings because I didn't plan the wedding that I wanted. And I also think a lot of women feel that way because there's pressure from the mother-in-law, from the family, from the grandma. Like there's all this kind of weird pressure to do things traditionally, but please, please, please do not feel dumb if you are excited about a big wedding. I would, I would elope. I would elope because that feels less stressful to me. Some people feel really energized by the big party thing, by the reception. They want a, a cake cutting ceremony and a big party and a dance floor. And that's what they want. And please don't feel dumb about that. Anyway, now I'm kind of explaining that point that we already went over, but I just, I agree with that. I mean, I am, I am the first to admit it that because of how my wedding went, I don't really like them. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Liquid IV. Liquid IV. I have it right next to me. I have it actually in my hand as we speak because I woke up this morning. I didn't sleep very well last night. Woke up with a gnarly headache. And I'm one of those people who unfortunately believes very strongly in hydration. (laughs) I've just learned that lesson like one too many times. Like, I'm like, no, it's fine. It's not water. I'm not dehydrated. And then the minute I drink water, I'm like, wow, I am magically healed. And Liquid IV hydrates you even better than water alone can. Let me tell you why. One stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than just water. It's got five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. It's got three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It's made with premium ingredients. It's non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. So what makes Liquid IV so effective? It's the science of cellular transport technology. It's designed to enhance rapid absorption of water and other key ingredients into the bloodstream. So grab Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code BAD at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code BAD at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code BAD. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said. Why do we put so much pressure on ourselves for the happily ever after? Does our love story really have to be one great lengthy novel, or can we be happy with a book of short but exciting love stories? I guess we'll find out on Divorce Not Dead. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey, so buckle up. So now let's talk about some wedding traditions that, in short, just gotta go. They just have got to go. So I separated the 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 episode into like three different segments. I guess 
I've got traditions that we hate, trends that we hate, and then I've got some like nightmare wedding horror stories that are that are just they're so bad they're good. So let's talk about traditions first. One of the top answers is that people are not a fan of receiving lines. This answer says they're horrible for guests and they're horrible for the wedding party. As a bride, I'd much rather just walk around and say hi to everyone at their tables while they eat. Yeah, the the receiving line is a dying is a dying breed. Like it's not going to and I cannot see it reviving anytime soon. But do you guys realize that back in the day, the whole bridal party would have to stand in lines. I'm pretty sure that happened at my parents' wedding that the whole bridal party has to stand in the line. Which what could be worse as a bridesmaid? Like being a bridesmaid is already not that fun. I'm 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 so sorry to say. I wish it was a more fun experience. But then you have to like stand in line and meet your best friends husband's distant relatives. Terrible. So yeah, I do think that that's dying. I, I, I never see people do them anymore. Like any wedding that I've been to in the last like two or three years, people are just over it. And I love that. Take, take back the power. Another very popular answer. The first look video. She says, I always feel so bad for the guy. They're trying so hard to give the reaction their bride wants, but it's just so cringe. Yep. Yep. Mine was cringe. Mine was cringe. We did a first look video and um, why did we do that? <laughs> why did we do that? Because first of all, here's how the day of my first look went. Okay. So I, <laughs> okay. So I had booked this photographer to take uh, engagements and our like formal bridal, whatever shots and our wedding day. I had booked him for all of them. So we do our engagements. Did I say that? That we do, I booked him for engagements, bridals, and the wedding day? I don't know. Maybe I mix that up. But we do engagements. They go great. I, they turn out really beautiful. I was really happy with them. And then the the a few days before bridals, you know, when I'm Sweeney totting my wedding dress, I hear from my photographer. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to be out of town. I forgot. I actually can't do your your formal photos that are in three days. And your wedding is in a week. And I was like, huh. Okay. Okay. That's weird that like you're bailing on me this last minute, but okay. Okay, fine. Like we'll figure it out. If you're not going to be here, you're not going to be here. What are you going to do? So luckily we had a family friend who was available. She came in, her and her husband did video and, and photos of our first look, which by the way, it's so awkward because it's like, it's her and her husband. It's me and Matt. And then my mom who like drove us there but like we like weren't looking at each other, like mad to close his eyes during the car ride. It was just, it was awkward, but not as awkward as my photographer who bailed on me walking down the hill with another bride at the very moment I am having my first look video taken. I wish so bad this was a joke. Like looking back, I'm like, wow, it's great that my wedding went that way because it provided me with like a lot of uh, content. <laughs> Really taught me how to find the humor in things. So I we're doing our first look and I look over and my photographer is walking down the hill with another bride. And I'm like, first of all, what are the chances? I mean, we're in a random mountain like Glen in Utah, which there are 75 million of those here. He walks down. We, uh, we just make eye contact and I just think, wow, this is probably not how you thought that your lie would end, which normally I would love catching somebody in a lie. Um, it's not as funny when they literally threw a wrench into your entire wedding planning process. But anyway, he uh, gave me an awkward high. Haven't talked to him since. Um, and I told him to just not worry about coming to the wedding. <laughs> I was like, don't worry about it. I'll find someone else. 
which I did. I did find somebody else to do the wedding day. So it, it was so weird as though my first look couldn't be any weirder. Of course that happens. And this also might be a hard, um, a hard truth for a lot of people, but I don't think they're as interesting to people as they are to the bride and groom. Like if that's a moment that you want to have for yourself, I love it. But like on Instagram every year, like of the, you know, month anniversary and all these things, I just, I don't think people are as invested in your first look as you are. Okay. Okay. Perfect. All right. Uh, let's talk about this tradition. She says, my mother-in-law threatened to take away my husband's inheritance because I didn't change my last name. I didn't change it out of pure laziness, but now I will never change it out of spite. I too am in this, this camp of not changing my last name and boy, are people thrown. People are very confused. They're like, but what, how are your kids? How are your kids going to know? Like, how are your kids going to know that you're a family? How are your kids going to know who their mom is? And I'm like, that is such a good point because when I was born, I was like, hi, I'm Maddie. And my mom was like, I'm Nancy Murphy. And I was like, oh my gosh, Nancy Murphy, we're related. I never would have known. I never would have known who my mom was unless she told me that both of our last names were Murphy. So huge deal. Obviously that's not true. Obviously it does not matter what your last name is. Matt and I sometimes talk about taking like a new last name. Like we just decide on one. That's what Tan France and his husband did. And Tan and Rob France, I should have given him a, a shout out. He's not just Tan France's husband. Rob France is an illustrator and we love him. But yeah, we talked about that. I always thought it would be funny to take like a really distinct last name, like Shakespeare. <laughs> like what if I change my name to Madison Shakespeare? It'd kind of be funny actually. So yeah, I just, I, I actually don't get the big deal in changing your last name. Again, it's one of those outdated things. I know a lot of people who love having the same last name as their husband. Um, I like having my own last name and I'm going to keep mine forever. Like I had to get a new email address a few months, like not months ago, a couple of years ago when I started bad broadcast, I had to change everything over to a different email. Logistically, that was my worst nightmare. So the fact that you think that I'm going to put in all the effort and all the paperwork and all the fees and all the new license and, uh, you know, passport, social security, all that stuff, I'm not going to do it. I cannot be bothered with that. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Brooklinen. All right, if you guys know anything about me, if you've been here for more than five minutes, you know that there's nothing I value more than being comfortable and being cozy. And with that comes my number one priority, which is a comfortable bed. Like I nap every single day. I want to spend the majority of my time sleeping. I work from bed. I'm a, I'm a bed gal. Okay. <laughs> and I am really picky about sheets. I want to make sure that they're clean, crisp, soft. I don't want them to make me sweaty. They cannot be itchy in any possible way. And I really want to make sure that they're easy to wash. Brooklinen ticks every mark. I know you guys have heard of these sheets. It's because they are amazing. So save on all the comforts you crave with this week's President's Day sale at Brooklinen. Brooklinen covers all the bases on comfort for every corner of your space. Because that's the thing is that it's not just it's not just bedding and sheets, guys. They've also got loungewear and they keep the cozy coming. So don't sleep on savings. Brooklinen's President's Day sale is right around the corner. Are you listening to this after the sale? Don't worry about it. You can still get the deals of your dreams at brooklinen.com 
with the promo code BAD. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code BAD, and we spell that B-A-D. Okay, uh, the next tradition that we're talking about. She says, can we talk about how unbelievably cringe a garter toss is? There's no way in hell I would want my significant other to get up under my dress while everyone we know is watching. Like what? No, end it now. (sighs) Couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. This was far and away the most popular uh, submission. And I feel I've never met anybody who like really loves the garter toss. I would actually be concerned about somebody. It would be like a major red flag to me if I was like, oh, are you excited for your wedding? And they were like, you know what? I'm only excited for the garter toss. That's the only part that sounds fun. Um, It's uncomfortable. It's weird. And on top of that, it has a really creepy history. So let me tell you where the garter toss originally came from. So um, back in the day, newly married couples were expected to consummate their marriage pretty much immediately after the wedding. And family members and friends would wait outside of their room to make sure that it happened. Okay, just picture that. Uh, You're supposed to get married and then bone immediately. And everyone is standing outside the door. After the marriage was consummated, the groom would give the bride's garter to the waiting crowd to prove that the deed was done. I don't know what logic that has in it. Like, I don't know what giving somebody a silky scrunchie is like, yeah, see, obviously we went to pound town. Like it doesn't really prove anything. And it's creepy that everybody was so worried about that. So the fact that it is still continued today. And I mean, I've been to some conservative weddings, you know, very, very mild, no alcohol, no nothing wild. And they're still doing the garter toss. Like you're still getting on your hands and knees going up your wife's dress, grabbing the garter with your teeth and slingshotting it at your friends. Like you won't play the unedited version of get low, but you're going to do that in front of all of your loved ones. It's weird. The garter toss is at very top of my list. It sounds like it's on a lot of your guys's list has got to go. It's done. It's done. Okay. Next one. Um, another tradition, shoving cake into your new wife's face is not a personality trait. Another thing I don't like. I don't like the shoving the cake in the face. It's like, it's so aggressive. I like the feeding it. I know a lot of people think that's weird, but I, I enjoy like, I liked that at me and Matt's wedding, like giving each other a little bite of the cake. Thought that was cute. But the shoving, like if you shoved cake into your wife's face on your wedding day, so much so that it ruined her makeup that probably cost $200 for the wedding to the, to you. If you are smashing cake in her face, I can guarantee that you went to AlphaCon. The only people who want to shove cake in their wife's face give themselves a nickname like the bull. Like, I don't know that guy, but I feel like, I feel like he probably did that. And did anybody go to his wedding that like can verify? I would actually love to know if I'm right about this. Okay. Um, next tradition that we're done with, well, that you guys submitted to me that you're done with. I have some thoughts about it. Advice cards, favors, and sign-in books should all be banned. Um, I don't think I hate any of these. They do kind of just feel like what people do for kind of no reason, like a sign-in book. I don't know anybody who like looks back at their sign-in book, but I don't think it's that big of a a hassle to have it. Some people just do it because it's the tradition of it or like maybe your mom wants it or whatever. But yeah, advice cards and favors. Favors are more stress for the bride and like for the people planning the wedding. I 
I mean, I'm not going to say no to a favor. Like if I get a favor at a wedding, like it's already the best wedding I've been to. So yeah, they're not, they're not a huge, a huge issue for me. I don't feel annoyed when I see them. It's not like how I feel when people are shoving cake into each other's faces. Like if you want to have a little, a little advice card, have at it. I might not participate, but you do your thing. Okay. Another tradition uh, that we need to discuss the father bride dance, the mother groom dance and the first dance. All of these need to be shortened or just pick one. They feel so long. Like they, they just, they feel like they last so long. And I'm, I'm, I did a father daughter dance to a full song. Matt did a mother son dance to a full song. And then we, me and him did a full dance. And then I also had a dance with all seven of my brothers, not individually. Don't worry. I didn't do like one after the other. It was all to one song. It was actually very sweet. This was probably my favorite part of the actual wedding, like of our reception. All of my brothers had planned this. So I have seven brothers, but only six were there because one of my brothers has special needs. So he wasn't there, but six, my six brothers um, were there and they had planned this, that they were going to play this song. It's like a, like a family favorite song and they were going to dance with me and then like hand me off to the next brother. And they each had like a letter for me that they had written. And it was like a really sweet moment. So I got to have like these moments with each one of my brothers on my wedding day. But if I were attending my wedding, I would be like, this is interesting to no one. Like, I feel like I can be self-aware enough to know that if I went to a girl's wedding and she had seven older brothers and I had to watch them all dance with her, I'd be like, bro, wrap it up wrap it up. I I absolutely hear you, but you know, I'm taking my own advice that if I liked it, I'm going to do it and you should do it too. Okay. Now it's time. Wow. I have so much more to talk about. I'm so excited. Okay. Now it's time to talk about trends. Now it's time to talk about uh, things that are maybe not as traditional, like they're not a wedding staple, but things that we've seen in the last few years and what we think about them. Obviously, a lot of submissions that I got for wedding trends were like uh, style, you know, like people are like, oh, remember Chevron, remember remember burlap and remember like stripes and teal and pink and all that stuff. And yes, they were horrible. But I think it's time we accept that basically every wedding is not going to age very well. And that's kind of the charm in it. You know, I love seeing weddings from like 2004. Like they they were probably so great at the time. And in 10 years, we're going to look back on 2022. We're going to look back and be like, why did we do that that way? It's just because trends change. But there are some trends that I think are immediate no's and absolutely not charming at all. So the first one that somebody brought up is the trend of the slideshow. The slideshow is usually shown at like a wedding dinner or something. And it's, this is how I would define it anyways, because somebody literally just submitted like the slideshow, like that was their whole submission. And yes, how I, how I have seen this in practice is that it's the slideshow during dinner of like a bunch of baby pictures of the groom, a bunch of baby pictures of the bride, and then all the pictures that they've ever taken together. And then it ends with like a video of the proposal. It's such a good memento for you to have and watch in private whenever you want, because baby photos are like dreams. If I'm not in it, I don't care. So I, I think that it's goes hand in hand with the first look video and they're always so long. I mean, they are so, so way too long. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Way. How freeing is it to get a fresh start? 
to just get a, a clean, fresh start. Like when you declutter something or you read all your emails and you get all your work taken care of, or when you purge your closet, those are literally some of my favorite activities. There's nothing more refreshing than hitting the reset button every once in a while. So if your hair is a little overdue for the same treatment, it's time for the clarifying detox shampoo from Way. I love the detox shampoo. I always finish it out with the deep conditioner. I always use it if I've gone a while between washes or there's more product in my hair than normal. I like to use the detox to just get it feeling good, clean. I always feel like my scalp can just breathe a little bit easier. So reset your hair and scalp with the clarifying detox shampoo from Way. You can use it once a week to neutralize product buildup, oil, dirt, and hard water from your hair and scalp without stripping away moisture. A combination of apple cider vinegar and keratin exfoliates and balances your scalp, plus it smooths frizz and creates a lustrous shine. Way was created by celebrity hairstylist Jen Atkin to create the first socially connected hair care brand. You can explore their full collection of cruelty, sulfate, and paraben-free hair care, body care, and fragrance products. So when you're ready to undo some damage, hit the reset button with the Way Detox Shampoo. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use the code BAD to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code BAD. Uh, The next one, the pictures where the bride and groom kiss and then everybody behind them uh, like cheers. And the the photographer is always like, okay, give me like a yay. And then everyone's like, woo. And then they're like, oh, one more time. And they're like, woo. Like it's it's such a bad, <laughs> is, but I will say it's better than when a photographer is like, okay, everybody act shocked when they kiss. Like everybody look like grossed out that they're kissing. Like that's a healthy mentality to have on your wedding day. Have all of your loved ones just grossed out and shocked that you're showing any affection on your wedding day. Uh, trendy sneakers under the dress. Um, the one that's coming up more like recently, cause there was like, you know, the Tom's phase converse phase. Now we're into like the Jordan phase, like the Jordan one or whatever those are called. I know somebody's going to correct me. The, the dunks, the, the jump man, four thousands, like adding those. Mm, I'm just going to keep it very simple that I just don't like it. Like I would get married in a sweatsuit. I'm not saying because it's because it's casual. It just it's it maybe doesn't fit the vibe. Maybe it doesn't fit the vibe of a gown. Let's keep it cohesive. You know, if you want to get married in a sweatsuit, I'm so on board and I want you to wear sneakers. If you're in a gorgeous gown, let's just like throw on a ballet flat, you know? <laughs> this one is actually it's so upsetting. Okay, she says, "I'd rather die than watch one of those choreographed father-daughter dances where they pretend they're going to do a nice normal father-daughter dance, but then the 80s music starts and the awkward dance moves come out. Everyone acts so surprised. (laughs) I saw one of maybe the worst, the worst things I've ever seen at a wedding. And it was somebody who decided that it was a good idea um, to give their dad a, for lack of a better word, um, For lack of a better word, it was a lap dance. It it was it was nothing short of a lap dance. I mean, her butt, his groin, like like touching, 
like not, not near each other, like, like touching each other. It was actually should have been, uh, shut down by the police. It was the worst thing ever. So yeah, anything weird going on with father daughter dances, any like flash mob, any choreographed dance. I don't like a choreographed dance, but I have seen it before where it's like the, so you think you can dance girls and they get, and one of them gets married. So then they do dance. Like, yeah, if you're a professional dancer, I'm absolutely on board. I just can't see anybody enjoying it except that specific demographic. Like your groomsmen don't want to do a funny dance to Pony by Genuine. Okay. Uh, next one. Decorating the getaway car with penises and condoms. Ick. Yeah, this this is something that I avoided like the plague at my wedding. Like I hid the car. I didn't tell any of anybody's friends. Like I didn't think my friends would do it. I thought Matt's friends might do it. I did not let anybody even near it. Like I was very clear, like not in a funny way. Don't touch our car. Like don't put stuff all over our car. And (laughs) there's a story that goes along with this that I'm going to tell you guys a little bit. You're going to die. You're going to absolutely die. Uh, But yeah, I agree. The decorating the car. I mean, I do think it's, it's cute and you know, just married or like some uh, streamers or whatever that might look like. We're like, why can't you just leave them like a nice little gift? Like, can't you just leave them some good lube and a chocolate bar? Like, what's the holdup? Why do you have to draw a full dick on every window? Okay, uh, next trend that we're that we're talking about. She says, this is a hot take, but I hate the I need your address thing for weddings. I don't necessarily hate the concept of it. I hate that it makes me feel like they don't want me at their wedding. If you actually want me at your wedding, then send me a message saying, hey, I would love to send you an invite. Can you fill this out? Then send the website over. You don't have to include my name in the message, but making a general post that has the link or link in my bio makes it feel so impersonal. If you send me a message, it will it will make me more likely to get you a gift or a nicer gift than I would have if you just put the general link on. Maybe this is just me though. So here, I'll tell you why I like it. First of all, this is a totally valid reason not to like it. I've heard people talk about this before. It's like one of your very best friends is like, hey, just fill out the link in my bio. It's like, okay. Like it does feel very impersonal. But here's for for bitches like me and you, here's something that this does. It totally gets you out of having to go because then it's uh, it's their fault that they didn't invite you because then you'll run into them. You'll see them like three months after they got married and they'll be like, oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't know you guys got married. Or like, oh, I saw you got married. Oh, yeah, I wasn't invited. And then what's the bride going to do? She's going to say, well, you were supposed to give me your address. And it's like, oh, I thought you would. I thought you would have asked me then it's nobody's fault and you don't have to go. So anything that helps you avoid a wedding or avoid an invitation, I'm not that mad about it. But if it's a wedding that you want to go to, I understand why you'd want a personal outreach. I don't think I've ever filled out my address on one of those things. I've never done that. I never, I never would. If somebody said, yeah, I'm like, can you fill this out for your address? I'd say never in a million years. Don't invite me. Okay. Next trend. Uh, she says, I'll keep this short and sweet. But putting your Venmo on a wedding invite is tacky as hell. Knock it off. Oh, we're going to have to do a poll for this because I do. I do see the, the tackiness, but I also get it. And it also makes it easier on here. Here's really my only the only thing I'll play devil's advocate on for this one is that it does make it easier for people who don't want to go get them a gift. Like I would rather Venmo somebody $100 than buy them a $10 gift. <laughs> That's because I'm lazy and a loser. But I I get why people don't like it on there. I I there's never a normal way to say that, like, hey, we just want money for our wedding. But I I personally I don't feel like anybody would be opposed to that. So I like it. I don't judge people who do it. 
I understand that it's not traditional and it can come across kind of tacky. So if you're worried about it, I do think that this is a common thing. I don't think a lot of people like the Venmo in the wedding invitation, but I get it. I understand. I don't think I did that. I don't even think I used Venmo until like two years ago. Do you realize I was actually thinking about this the other day that to get somebody money, like when we owed somebody money, we literally either have to get cash and pay them back or like write them a check. Like there was no other way to get people money. Isn't that weird to think about? This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Relationships take work, especially the most important one you can have in your life, which is your relationship with yourself. Duh. A lot of us will drop anything to go help someone we care about or we'll go out of our way to treat other people well. But how often are we really giving ourselves the same treatment? So this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. I go to therapy. I live, laugh, love it. And it's the best way that you can possibly invest in yourself. It really is. It's what we were talking about last week. Like the better care you're taking of yourself, the better you're able to take care of those around you. Big believer in that over here. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. So give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, and my listeners will get 10% off of their first month at betterhelp.com slash bad. I'm going to spell it for you. It's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash bad. Okay. Next trend. She says, I need your opinion. I can't decide how I feel about the new trend of letting your bridesmaids choose their own dress. On one hand, I love that I get to make sure I look good in the dress and can pick one I like, but I hate the stress of having to find something that fits their very specific qualifications and vision. Like it has to be this length, this color with this pattern or no pattern with these sleeves, this kind of material. Like obviously you have a specific thing in mind. Just send me the link. What I thought was interesting is that she said, just send me the link. A rule of thumb that I, that I think, I don't know, maybe I'm totally wrong. You should buy your bridesmaids dresses. You should not make your bridesmaids buy their own dress. I see both of these happen like 50, 50. Like I, I've been in probably like 10 of my friends' weddings. I bet five of them, I had to buy my own dress. Five of them, they gave it to me. Like it is not uncommon. And I think it is the rudest thing. Like for somebody to have to spend a ton of money. I've had, I've had bridesmaid dresses that were like $250 that I had to pay. I was like, I've never had that much money in my life. Like, what are you talking about? Or when a bride, there was a submission that said this, that a bride had bought one of her best friends a bridesmaid dress and then was like, you can just, you can just Venmo me. Speaking of Venmo, you can just pay me back for it. It's like, mm, no, fit, fit this into your wedding budget because people shouldn't have to spend money to be a bridesmaid. Being a bridesmaid, again, not that fun. It's not that fun. I'm there for the bachelorette party, the bridal shower. I'm there for your first baby shower, your first divorce. I'll be there for all of it. But being a bridesmaid at the wedding isn't like as fun as, as maybe people think, in my opinion. 
Also, what's the what's with the matching? I mean, at this point, just let everybody wear what they want to wear. Wouldn't you rather all your friends just like love what they're wearing and feel really pretty? Like that's what's going to make a good photo, not a lineup of like all sad beige dresses. I'm one to talk. Well, guess what my colors were? I was like, you know, we're kind of in the era of like no color wedding colors. You know, people do like blush and champagne and cream and gold and like very, very neutral colors. I was like, I'm going to be different. I'm going to be different. My wedding colors in 2017, like I was absolutely old enough to know better. My colors were navy blue and gray. That's what I picked. Do you guys see what I'm talking about, about my brain actually no longer working during this? It was terrible. Okay. So now that we've kind of hit the basics of trends, traditions, you know, weird things that we do. Now we have some stories that came to me through the submissions of just horrible things that happen to people on their wedding days. And this is just this segment that I'm calling nightmares. Okay. So she begins, we got married at the church near my husband's parents' home. His parents, their parents, et cetera, all grew up in this city, so they knew everyone. Come wedding day and people started showing up 30 minutes early and our receiving line was nonstop until well after the reception was supposed to end with no breaks in the line. We didn't get to dance or eat any of the food. We literally talked to a whole bunch of his parents' friends for three hours, cut our cake and left. Then my friends decorated our car and covered it in KY jelly and Oreos. My dad walks up to it and goes, what's this? While sticking his finger in it to taste and goes, yep, that's lube. How is that the worst thing I've ever heard? I would rather be left at the altar then watch my father. <laughs> I can't even say it thinking about my own dad. Like that, like that would be, that would be terrible. That's definitely a nightmare. I was going to say that that's not the worst thing that a parent could do at a wedding, but it, it does feel actually like the worst thing. Okay. Next. Uh, she says the worst president president, <laughs> the worst present we received was a small Ziploc baggie full of a suspicious red substance that turned out to be barbecue sauce. We didn't open any presents until after our honeymoon. So that Ziploc bag of sauce got smooshed. (laughs) She wrote smooshed and exploded all over our other presents. Why would anybody bring that? I wonder if it was an accident. I wonder if like weird Uncle Larry like brought his own barbecue sauce and then like left it in your gift basket, you know? Okay, next. I think it's weird how lots of wedding traditions and planning are about the parents of the bride and groom. I totally understand if parents help pay for their wedding, but that's a gift they choose to give and it doesn't make it their wedding. Like, why do I need to invite my parents' friends that I barely know to my wedding? Why do so many parents want to make the wedding about them and insist on doing or not doing certain things? And why are some wedding announcements worded where the parents are announcing the wedding? I mean, I do feel like it's probably time that we accept that we have done this to ourselves in society. Like, traditional weddings, like, do focus very heavily on the parents of the people getting married. The only thing worse, I think, is when the mother-in-law specifically, I mean, we've we've really talked about crazy mother-in-laws on this podcast. Me and JC talked about them on what we said. Like, there is something going on when a mom, a mother of the bride, shows up in a white dress and then gives a speech about how she'll never be able to let go of her son and she's having a really hard time with the wedding. Like, that story or some version of that story was submitted several times. Like my mother-in-law gave a passive aggressive speech. Um, My mother-in-law wore black and told everybody it was a funeral. Like just weird stuff like that. That's not, it's not healthy, but I don't know if we, I don't think we talked about this in the traditions thing, but um, I, I just thought of this when people have like an open mic at their 
wedding rehearsal or the luncheon or whatever they decide to do when they're like anybody who wants to come up and give the bride and groom like some advice. I've never, and I mean, never enjoyed a wedding program. I didn't have one of my own, but I can guarantee I would not have enjoyed it. I did like the ones that like my brother's weddings. Like I thought those were fun. Um, but that's because I was family and it was like exciting. I don't think that they're very interesting to other people. I don't. Uh, but I guess we're just kind of learning throughout this episode that that's all a wedding is just doing things that only you like to do because you fell in love. I think it's Jim Gaffigan who has a bit about weddings and he's like, it's weird that you fall in love and then it's like time to pretend you have a kingdom. I mean, it does seem like it's always an excuse for people to just be like a little bit insufferable. Okay. Uh, next she says, not my wedding day, but at my bridal shower, I was gifted lingerie sets and my prude mother-in-law in front of everyone says, I'm going to buy those from you. So you don't have them anymore. I don't want you to have those. What the hell? No, you cannot fast forward 11 years. And last weekend I threw a bridal shower for my soon to be sister-in-law. She was opening gifts and opened a Victoria's Secret gift card. My mother-in-law, upon realizing what it says, or upon realizing what it was, says, how much is on it? I'll buy it from you so you can't use it. Again, with the comments, just let your not prudish daughters-in-law get sexy gifts and don't make weird comments. If I want lingerie to make me feel sexy while getting it on with your son, that's none of your business and I will wear as little or as much as I want. I draw a new line, a line I didn't even know I had to draw, when mothers-in-law start to comment on the lingerie that their daughters-in-law daughters-in-law wear. When people are like this, when they're like ultra, I mean, she said prudish and like, that's probably the best word. I can't think of another word for it. I'm like, you are way, 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 way more obsessed with sex than anybody else in this room. Like the fact that you are so obsessed with it that you can't even handle the thought that yours of your son and his wife, like his wife, when people are still mad about post marriage sexual intercourse, like that's a new low. That's a new low for a mother in law. Okay, we're going to end it on this one. Uh, she says, My in laws stayed at the same hotel as me and my new husband on our wedding night. Yes, my mother in law was aware of this fact before she booked her room. We, however, didn't find out until the day of our wedding. So picture this you're at your wedding. And uh, your mother-in-law comes up to you and says, I can't wait for the continental breakfast in the lobby tomorrow. And you're like, wait, what are you talking about? She's like, oh, you, no, no, you didn't hear. We're actually, we're going to stay at the hotel with you. That still is not as bad as that one mom who went to the hotel just to hang out with her son and his new wife. Like she just went and showed, do you guys remember that? It's from like a really early on episode. Uh, I think it was one of our first in-law episodes. And she literally went to the hotel room probably sat on like that weird little bench that they have in there and just hung out with them straight to jail. I mean, I mean, seriously, like prison time, you know? All right. Well, that's all the time we have to trash talk weddings. I've been trying to think of like funny puns, like wedding. I think the first time I did a wedding episode, I called it wedding trashers. I've been trying to like top that, but either way, thanks for being here. Thanks for letting me let off some steam. I can't believe how much pent up anger I had against weddings, but, uh, Thanks for listening. Hope you uh, plan your dream wedding and please don't let the judgments of anyone around you change your mind. And that's the advice I should have taken. And I hope that's the advice all of you take is that no matter what anybody says, just do what feels right to you and get really excited about it and have the best day. But if you're like me and your wedding day was kind of a drag, just know that there's a million better days ahead. So I hope uh, to see you guys next week. Remember to subscribe, rate, review post on social media. And what was the last thing? Oh, be safe, be kind, be hot. Love you. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind the scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week.